Hey, welcome to the Joy Rides Automotive Podcast. I'm Dalen Marish. I'm joined here back at Duffy's with Tony. Yep. And surprise, surprise, we got Jacob in the house. How's it going? Good, good. Good, good. That's awesome. It's glad you're here. Glad you're back. We're re-recording actually our yeah, first, the first one. The first, the first, yeah, the first one was a dumpster fire. Was, well, I love dumpster fires. <laughs> not a good one. Well, if you're homeless, pretty good. Yeah, if you're homeless, it's way of life. Yeah. Keeps you warm. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> the last, I think, three recordings that we've done were not great, which is why there's been kind of a break. But we we have talked about restructuring, kind of doing things differently. Uh, mainly what we're going to do, <laughs> mainly we're looking at just a, a shorter, shorter time period. Yeah. You know, not just going on and talking for a while about yeah. nothing really. Cut out a Some lot of sort bullshit. of structure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely structuring. And you know, we're all new to this. This is the first time we've ever done radio broadcast or podcasting, anything like that. So yeah, we're learning as we go. Hey, unless you like this kind of stuff, let us know in the comments. Right. Hey, look at him. Is there comments? He's a natural. I'm sure there is. Some uh, sort. I mean, you can leave a review and tell us. Yeah. Or you, or you can uh, you can reach us email. Our email is joyridespod at gmail.com. We've got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can reach out to us in any way. Especially, Tony, I know you were talking yep. about this. If you're from another country, please reach out to us. Tell us what you drive. Yeah. Because we love weird cars. Yeah, we love uh, just foreign. So, you know, it's, it's just a totally different culture. Oh, yeah. It's something yeah. entirely different. So yeah. hearing about that, I think, is really cool. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I think I should mention Corey's not here this week. He had something to attend to tonight, so that's why we've got Jacob here. Yeah, I'm a replacement. Not as good. You're not a replacement. You're just <laughs> here for a, a sit in. But standalone. If you'd like to come back to the show, we'd yeah, love to have you. Yeah. You're a friend of the show. You've you've listened to us, yeah. I yeah. Think, uh, all right. Okay. All right. Whatever. He's one of the uh, no, ones I, who I, I, doesn't it. matter. Five minutes. He goes. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> he's only going to listen to the one that he's in. Yeah. That's my voice. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to talk to Jacob about the cars that he's got, the stuff he likes, all kinds of whatnot. I think, but I think we might as well just start with that this time. You want to? I think so. Okay. All right. Well, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you got in the garage right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The garage is a very dirty place for me. I got a 1980 El Camino. Not mint. Not nice. It's a, it's a driver. That's about all it is. It's got a good old 350 Chevy in it, board 60 over. Going to do some more engine work to that, bigger cam. Stuff like that, uh, just to spice it up a little bit, because we know we like it spicy on this show. You know, we do like a spicy, spicy like hot sauce, uh, like ketchup, ke- yeah, <laughs> ranch. I like to keep it ranchy, you know, raunchy. But uh, actually, gonna put a five speed in it. That's okay. gonna be pretty cool. Out of yeah. Camaro, yeah, eighties okay. Camaro T five. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's gonna hate me on that one. Oh, why'd you go with the T five? They're not strong. Well, I'm poor, um, so that's <laughs> why. About right? You know, it's it's a good transmission if you don't. Beat the living crap out of it. Yeah. Uh, you don't bring it to the track. Yeah. Mm. So, well, you can bring it to the track, but don't, you know, don't dump clutch it at 6,000 RPM with slicks on it. You know, that's right. going to break a lot of things. Yeah, you're only going to break it if you have grip. Yeah. You know, drive with some street tires, maybe maybe a couple burnouts here and there, you'll be fine. But anyways, it came with a just a factory three-speed, nothing uh, crazy, but I was like, you know, I really just drive, love driving a manual transmission. I mean, nowadays, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially how the manual age is dwindling away yeah you know how it is uh but yeah i like to swap it up sometimes and uh go from there but other than that just got a nice uh crush the 300 c uh 2005 that's a great cruising car by the way if you want one mm-hmm. um not that expensive decent power comfortable uh but that's about all i got going on in the garage 
So on your El Camino, is that a TH350? Uh, it was. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the the factory transmission that came in it was a TH350 three-speed automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, no overdrive, one to one. Uh, and the T5 that I'll be putting in at the manual is a five-speed overdrive. Uh, well, one overdrive gear. So it'd be fantastic on the highway now because before I'd be at like 75 miles an hour at like mm-hmm. 2,900 RPM, right. which really wasn't that bad. Um, couldn't complain, but the now, now I'll be able to be a lot lower the RPM and uh, maybe hopefully get some sort of gas mileage. That might be nice. Yeah. Now, say I think with my T5, I'm at like three grand at 85. Yeah, I did the math and uh, with the new rear end that I'm putting in it, higher, steeper gears, um, and 90 miles an hour, I'd be about 2,500 RPM. I, I, I do need steeper rear gears. Uh, it's the size of my tires that are oh, doing it. Okay. Yeah. It's the size of my tires that are doing, it. I do need a steeper rear end. It is only going to be a 323, not like a 370 something. I'd love to have a 370 cause it put me in that about 2,500 RPM range. Same, pretty much same thing as your car, Tony. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, as, as of right now, it'll be. It'll be more geared towards high speed, which is not what that car is need because it is not quite safe enough for all that. But right, we'll put seatbelts in it. What limited experience I have with turbo hydromatic three fifties? Yeah, they seem terrible. Okay, so I loved mine. Yeah, um, it they're really good for what they're meant to do. Okay, they're not meant to be high horsepower. Oh, I mean, they do. You can build them up to be really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you want a stronger transmission, just go with the TH400. Right. That's it's, the one that's meant to be Yeah, It's like a 305 to a 350. Right. You know, you can get decent power stuff out, well, a decent performance out of both of them, but you're going to get better performance out of the 400, TH400, or the 350 motor just because they're bigger, mm-hmm. built to be bigger. Um, but the 350, I mean, if you're, if you're just looking for a just a workhorse transmission, you know, just something to get you going. It great. I mean, they're simple. I think you have like obviously your cross member, the bolts, torque converter. I mean, there's like there's like nine bolts that you have to have in that thing to make it run and mm-hmm. fluid. Other than that, it's super simple. Right. It's simple and reliable. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I freaking uh drained the the transmission fluid out that thing because that hole in the pan that I didn't know about mm. uh, by the the pan bolts mm-hmm. had a bowl and it would a hole and it would just leak out. I I mean, you turn around a corner, just lose all pressure and it was like wee. And then I can't tell you how many times I ran that thing out of fluid and it never stopped. Really, never stopped. Okay, no. never had any issues with that transmission except for the leak, which I fixed before I sold it. So my grandpa's square body has a three fifty in it. All right. TH350 and that thing shifts hard. Is it just, I mean, it shifts hard. Like the, the one to two is. So I don't know a whole lot about automatics, but I think you can adjust something in there. So what it is, is it's shift pressures. Um, and generally speaking, when you put a shift, uh, shift, uh, shift kit, shift kit into a transmission, um, there is a piece of metal. I don't know. It's not that thick, maybe like Ten thousandths of an inch thick. That's inside of there. That's a tenth of an inch to the normies. Yeah, to you British folk. Um, and uh, no, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hundredth of an inch. There we go. Yeah, that's too much math for me. Go I still on. don't but even it, know if that's for the British, but yeah, you know. no, it's a metric system. No, uh, but anyway, so it, it all it is is it's just holes that are throughout the transmission in specific spots, uh, through the valve body and everything. 
um, and they limit fluid flow and pressure. And when you get a shift kit, a lot of times what they are, especially for these T350s and stuff, they're just like drill bits and instructions. Because all they're there for is to drill out the hole so it gets more fluid pressure to the mm. clutches. Mm. So basically, um, when you're winding it up, you know, obviously the pump's building pressure. Um, and if the orifice is smaller, it's going to have a, a lower pressure going to the actual clutches. Um, and it'll be a softer shift because it takes more, it takes longer for the fluid to get there. But if you open up that hole, it'll just smack it right in, into gear. And that's okay. probably what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, although there, there are some other factors, obviously. Yeah. Vacuum modulators and stuff, speed, all this other stuff that go into it. But in, in simple terms, that's about, about it is. Okay. Yeah. I'm, that helps me a lot because... Truthfully, I know very little about manual transmissions. I know very little. I know even less about automatic transmissions. The good thing about a manual transmission is that they're extremely simple. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And okay, so I know this is kind of counterproductive, but well, contradictive. Sorry. Uh, Automatic transmissions are not really that complicated. Just keep it simple. Uh, They're not overly complicated is how many parts are in them but it's they're complicated how they're designed okay if that makes sense yeah but basically all they are fluid pressure fluid flow clutches and some gears all in the right order and you can have yourself an automatic transition transmission okay. all right um if you saw one blown apart you'd be like oh my god but i mean like i've taken a t350 apart at school mm-hmm. um and that's how i learned about how they actually your works uh and i mean they're really not that complicated. Yeah. Real quick, you said school. Do you want to take a moment and just explain your schooling and, and what you do professionally now? Yeah. Uh, so I actually uh, just graduated a little bit over a year ago um, from Universal Technical Institute uh, in, let me see, uh, where was that? Somewhere in Illinois. I can't think of the name right now. But anyways, uh, and that was an automotive program, uh, just mechanical, you know, mechanical automotive. Uh that was a year program, 52 weeks, 51 weeks, actually. Um, and then after that, I graduated from there and moved on to NASCAR Technical Institute over in Mooresville, North Carolina, home of NASCAR. Uh, and that was about, with COVID, it was about six months, but it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that screwed a lot of things up. So, you know, you can't really complain about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I learned how to fabricate. Um, and, and build stuff and just get a little more hands-on with some more high-performance stuff there. Uh, and now I work at uh, Duffy's Classic Cars being a tech, working on old cars, which is what I want to do at some point. Um, probably want to move on somewhere along the lines of uh, actually fabricating and building, you know, high-performance race cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, street, actually, street cars would be my biggest gig. It's yeah. like, I love the idea of street cars that are meant to be drove on, well, street cars. That are based off of race cars. You know, yeah. The, that visual and audio of uh, race cars. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I'm going to pivot. This is something that we kind of talk about a lot um, in person and here on the podcast. But you know, obviously all the time, being a car guy, you're on Facebook Marketplace, you know, looking around on the oh, internet, whatever. Too much. Right? I'm going to ask, what, what, do you, what have you had your eyes on recently? What have you been into? I don't remember the year. But Lancia Scorpion. Okay. Or in other countries, Lancia Monte Carlo. I was looking those up. They're just so cheap. They're so cheap. They're such garbage, but they look so cool. You know, I think for a little while, somebody was making a kit 
to convert those into O three sevens. Yeah, I'm not sure if so you can get that, that kit anymore. Those? But yeah, so the so the O three seven is based on the Scorpion, oh, correct? Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I think the O thirty seven is also a similar drivetrain to the Scorpion, just turbocharged or supercharged. Uh, it's supercharged, and then I believe it's the same engine, but mm-hmm. turned north south. It's not transverse like it is oh, in the street car. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, so those are rear wheel drive and stuff. Yeah, rear wheel. Oh. It's. Are you familiar with the Fiat X one nine? Yes. Yes. So this is the successor to that, or oh, supposed okay. to be, but actually looks good. Yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, the street going version looks a little dorky. I think it looks very seventies dorky. Yeah, but I the the race 037 is just such a yes. good look. Which I think it's very common for street versions of race cars to be very dorky looking. Right. What yeah. was the uh, what was the Ford RS two hundred based on? Like an Escort. Was it? I, 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 I thought sure that was, was a whole ground up I, I think thing. that was a standalone well, car. Yeah. Right, but like to be a... Um, well, I think they, they sold a certain amount of them to, to be homologated. To the, yeah. yeah, they sold them I don't to the think public they that way. Because there was no really rear end. I mean, look at the uh, um, Renault Turbo, was it 5? The R, R5? Yeah. Well, so that... Well, all right, so... Compared to the fa- the base car well, that so we that, Yeah, that was based off of like a front engine, front wheel drive, Yeah. you know, economy car, but then... Put the engine in the back. Turbo it. Yeah. And then give it a super sick, boxy, wide-body kit and mm-hmm. throw some suspension under it and you got yourself a rally car. Mm-hmm. That's a great example of fantastic-looking rally and race cars with yeah. base we, model. We've talked Group B on here before because Group B is just <laughs> so bit, sweet. Yeah, Group B is Also, I'd like creamy. to point out, again, with the uh, launch of Scorpion, yeah. there is the company called e- that makes the... Um, Evo 37. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is just the modern rendition of a 037. It is absolutely phenomenal. What powers that? I have no idea. Let me find out. Okay. I love the body lines on that. I mean, the, the 037 has fantastic body lines. And I'm, granted, they are pretty much the same. But I love the smoothness of the new one. Mm-hmm. You know, it just that retro modern design. I just, yeah. and the taillights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Jacob, what have you been looking at? Um, I know you've got projects right now, so it's, it's hard to think about what am I going to buy when you have something already, you know, torn apart in your garage. If, if I had to say something I was looking for on Facebook marketplace right now, a lot of just parts that I'd like to put on the El Camino, mm-hmm. um, suspension, motor, stuff like that, just stuff to spice it up a little more. Cause right now it's got a pretty much factory suspension under it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to get a little better handling, obviously, cause it's an El Camino is not built to handle. Um, that's really what I'm looking at. Um, every once in a while, I like to take a peek at some winterish beaters, even though I know it's very unreasonable for me because I have no space or money for it. Right. <laughs> uh, but nobody ever has space or money for cars. So <laughs> my dad's always like, why are you looking at stuff? Because you can't buy it. I'm like, I'm looking because I'm a car guy. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> I want to know what's going on in the world. Right. Uh, I think this Evo 37 is powered by the same drivetrain. Supercharged two liter inline four made it to a ZF sourced five speed manual transmission. Wow. Rear All engine? Right. Rear engine, yep. That's cool. That so uh I'm guessing I'm guessing that- transverse rear? No, it's well the the normal, the scorpion is transverse. These are longitudinal. Oh, even better. Yeah. The ZF five speed would be similar to what was in the Panteras. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say. ZF made some pretty uh, stout transmissions. Did they? I wonder what they do to this powertrain. Obviously, I mean, I would imagine if you're going to put so much money into remaking it, you're not going to have the same setup under there. I wonder what they do, you know, with... Oh, wait, I think I was wrong. Oh. Hold up. 
Oh. Okay, that was the original one. Okay. Mm. 205 horsepower, 165 foot-pounds of torque in the 037. Yeah. Uh, engineer. Are you familiar with Claudio Lombardi? I wish. Okay. Not sure. Uh, responsible for the Delta S4 engine, helped develop the drivetrain for the Evo 37, re-engineered by Ital Technica. Okay. Under the direction of Lombardi, the new car reworked turbo four-cylinder, produces 505 horsepower and 406 wow. foot-pounds of torque. That's impressive. Out of a four-cylinder. Out of a, it's a two-liter? I don't know. It didn't say anything about displacement on this one. It's okay. like a five-liter four-cylinder. <laughs> well, <laughs> ten-liter. All right. 600 cubic inch. And you know what to say, no replacement for displacement. There you go. You ever see that Fiat four-cylinder that's like 22 liters? I think I've, yeah. It's massive. Is that of like a two, th- or it's like a 1912 race car, Fiat? Back when there was no like requirement on displacement, so they had a 22 liter <laughs> four cylinder. The pistons are like garbage cans. <laughs> Back when there seriously was no replacement for displacement, right? And well, you, know, you, still, you can't do day. anything, and you know it made like 100 horsepower, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> 22 liters, seven horsepower at 40 horse RPM. <laughs> oh, God. Damn, I hate to break it to you, but that, that, that rule still applies today. I don't, I don't argue with me about it. What? No replacement for displacement? Yes. I mean, obviously, obviously, if it's apples for apples, you know, if we're looking at a twin turbo V6 compared to a twin turbo V8, but they're the same displacement. All right, whatever. But obviously, if the V8's a lot larger, well, well, here's the thing: it all comes down to packaging. If you can fit a big V8 in your car then you can probably also fit a twin turbo V6. Yeah. And that same size twin turbo V6 is going to make more power. Right. So that is true. I mean, I I, I totally 100% agree with that statement. Right. But like, if you're looking, if you're legitimately comparing apples to apples, let's say you have a, a four-cylinder, right? Let's say turbo four-cylinder, two liters, and you do the exact same modifications to that engine as you do to another one that's 2.2 liters, just a little bit bigger, it will make more power. Right. It is guaranteed. The The size of the engine, and, then, and you know, turbochargers, superchargers, force induction aside, uh, because all those do are, are power adders, and they just um, exemplify what's already happening inside the motor. If you increase the size of a motor, you know, and, and give it the same amount of, you know, flow potential, obviously, if you compare a seven-liter um motor from 1970 compared to a 2010 four-cylinder you're gonna make exactly the same horsepower because the um engineering and stuff was way worse back then yeah um but you know today's day and age if you have the same um amount of flow and the same power potential there the the bigger the motor will make more horsepower Mm -hmm. and then you just add a turbo or some onto it obviously you know um packaging is a huge deal with some smaller cars like it's hatches and probably stuff. Probably the biggest deal with most cars now. Yeah. So, you know, having a smaller engine that can make the same amount of horsepower is phenomenal. But like, you know, if you were able to make a bigger motor with the same amount of, you know, um, you know, boost or whatever or the same amount of, you know, I think another big issue here is that the bigger the engine, the more gas you're gonna have to put in. And at a certain point you run out of the well, A, fuel economy and everything. Mm-hmm. Big part. And B, you run out of the possibility of adding more fuel and air. 
right? More displacement means you're going to need more air, you need more turbos and mm-hmm. stuff, which comes down to packaging. You got to put the yeah. turbos somewhere, but it's just, you also got to think about a smaller engine is going to be a lot easier to get air and fuel into it. Yeah. Cause you're not going to need as much. Right. And that's the same thing. It's like, well, I said, I don't know if you guys can obtain this as I'm saying you're wrong, but you guys are completely right in everything that you're saying. Um, it's just, you know, right. The bigger the motor, I think the more say- you're needing. I think we're saying the same thing, but different in different ways. ways. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of twin turbos, Car news. Car yeah. news. Z06. New car news. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. I thought we, that was a well, good yeah. way to I mean, segue. Yeah, no, that oh, is. Yeah, cool. we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, I meant like right now we'll get we into that. We can get into that. Let, let's, let's get into There's it. There's a couple right. things I get into. Yeah, the new Z06 <laughs> motor. What did you say that was? Five and a half liters? Five and a half liters. It's apparently reported above 600 horsepower or capable. Capable right. 600 horsepower. Flat plane crank. Twin cam. Yep, which is a new for Chevy, mm-hmm. uh, especially in their V8s. Which honestly, I've been waiting for that for a long time. Ford, which, Ford switched over like in the late nine, mid late nineties. Yeah, with the with the SN ninety five. I think it was like ninety six is when they went to the four six, but that was single overhead. That was a single cam. cam, yeah. I don't know when they say twin cam. I'm not sure if they're talking quad cam, two over each head. I assume they would. I'm yeah, assuming I, I twin so. cam means part <laughs> yeah, head. I hope so too. G- GM would be the kind of people that would be like, "Yeah, it's a twin cam," and just says one on each head, and like, yeah, it's, okay, <laughs> yeah. Two in the block. Yeah, (laughs) two the overhead valve. I do. I do think that's implied. Yeah, yeah. I'd hope so. But yeah, uh, flat plane crank, six hundred ish horsepower. I'm now picturing two cams on one head in really big rocker arms. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is actually it is. It's a it's a it's a push rod that goes down to where the regular cam would be, and a rocker arm in the middle, and and going back up. Yep. It's got two cams on one side and just a bunch of valve trains transfer the other one. They saved two hundred dollars well, doing it that way. So we talked about this when you were uh, busy during the last recording. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, you can't you can't even get overhead cams in the Duramax. No, you know, that's no. that's an overhead valve thing. But it's got four valves per cylinder, which is weird. Uh, the design behind that one is funky, but honestly, what design by diesel motors isn't weird. Yeah, and I don't know if I don't know what the power strokes run. I don't know what the Cummins run. I don't know if, if they're similar or if they're completely different. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm not uh, a diesel tech. So but if you're a diesel tech and you're listening, uh, hit us up. Call at us. Yeah, hit yeah. us up. Let Especially us know. if you're in Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a diesel tech in Belgium, please let us know. Yeah, yeah. working on those. Or if you're just Mac in trucks. Belgium. Yeah. Mac. I ain't no Mac. I'm a Peterbilt. <laughs> Also, Z06, they what do they claim? Nine thousand RPM redline. Yeah, so it's crazy. That, now, is that an official claim or is that like what speculation? So, uh, GM Authority, uh, okay. which I I give credit to GM Authority being able to have you know relatively truth to yeah. them, uh, but they did state it as a possible nine thousand RPM redline, possible six hundred horsepower, not a official numbers. They said, well, twin cam, it's got to rev to nine thousand. <laughs> What I, what I thought about the new D06 motor was I think they're just kind of striving for their last hurrah before they had to go electric. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because, I mean, this is this is a big step for them, I think, considering they never really did this with a V8 engine. Right. Especially the flat plane part and the um, the twin cam and the smaller now, displacement. they have done the twin cam before. They had the LT5. The V8? Uh, Z, V8? ZR1, and the Z, and the ZR1, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. But that, was, that wasn't them, though. They didn't the, build that. Okay, so I guess I don't know if GM's built this motor either, but so the deal with the LT5 is Lotus designed it, Mercury Marine built it. Yeah. The reason they stopped doing it is because they didn't want it to be built out of ha- out of their makes sense thing. 
So I'm assuming this is built by them. By GM? By GM. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Um, but I don't know. I just, I think it's cool that they're trying something before, right. you know, they can't or they, uh, yeah, they can't. Well, we talked about this before. A lot of manufacturers are probably currently either developing or already have out their last generation of gasoline engines. At least V8s. Yeah. Yeah. I so could, the, I could see four cylinder hybrids going on a little longer, but yeah. Yeah. Cause what they say they had to be all electric by like 2025 so or they've claimed it. So there's certain states and certain manufacturers that are saying, you know, we're going to be all electric by this date, which is easy, which to be fair is easy to say now and then backtrack later. Right. I'm not sure. I'm not saying either way that they will or won't do that, but no, No, I I was burping. I just didn't want to burp into the mic. Oh Jesus. He had me very nervous. (laughs) (laughs) They made it halfway through this time, boys. I'm I'm not going to say whether they are or aren't going to, you know, follow through with that, but right. It's also the sort of thing where, you know, like you said, in these four cylinders, they'll probably go on a lot longer. And even though there are certain manufacturers in certain states saying that we're going to be all electric by this date. I mean, yeah, these are states like New York and California. These right. are states like Nebraska and Idaho saying that. So the, these it'll states, continue on. These are yeah. states with cities that have more population than our whole state. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the four-cylinder like hybrid combo thing will go on for a while. They're efficient enough. I mean, shoot, what a Chad's wife's new Civic gets like what, like fifty miles a gallon is ridiculous. Yeah. Is that's that a not a hybrid though. Well, yeah, well that's what I'm saying. The hybrid technology. That's not a hybrid though. Oh, oh it's oh, not. No, no, no. Oh, but still though, I mean. Yeah, it's a four-cylinder CVT. Oh, I didn't know right. that. I thought it was some sort of hybrid technology. And but I, I don't even think it's turboed. I, it might be. It might be. I think I don't it know. is turboed. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I think it may, I vaguely remember him saying something about it, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's still a small, like, tur- it's like a 1.5 turbo, <laughs> See, not, not even there. The only thing that I'd be bummed about with this new electric thing is the loss of a manual transmission because yep. you just don't need a transmission. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Although, isn't there a company that makes a manual transmission for an electric car? There was a company that made electric C7 Corvettes that kept the manual in there. Okay. I vaguely remember, maybe you were telling me something about that, but I was like, yeah. it just seems weird though. Like. What would, so what would you possibly? The, they have the manual in there because you can't take the stick or the transmission out of a C7 because it's structural. Yeah. So they recommend you just leave it in third and go. Oh. But technically that had the the world record for the fastest uh, pr- production uh, electric car because you could put it in seventh with that 0.5 over gear and go like 250 miles <laughs> an hour. Jesus. Fly yeah. past a Veyron with absolutely no gas. Right. Also, I did air quote production because it's not a right production yeah that's air quotes back when tesla was starting out i believe i remember hearing that elon was trying to make a manual transmission for those roadsters Mm -hmm. way back when but every transmission they tried would just break with all the torque i could see that i'm not surprised but i mean some of these electric cars coming out they're claiming like ten thousand foot pounds of torque Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous right nuts and it's like and it's instant yeah. Right there. It's all the time. You know, an internal combustion engine is the only engine that has a torque curve. Mm. Yeah. Like steam engines and everything back then, they were also instant torque. Yeah. I guess it was all or nothing, huh? Right. You didn't. The so only steam train, power is the future. Yeah. The <laughs> well, only, hydrogen power is pretty good too. Yeah. Yes. We just don't have the infrastructure. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. that's a big part. Well, I think, I think the, that was the biggest part for electric cars too. I mean, the infrastructure, right. I mean, that's still, I mean, 
right now, I mean, I couldn't, I could not tell you five places in Iowa where you go f- charge your electric car. Right. I could tell you everywhere in yeah, freaking gas station. There's three Casey's on one block in freaking uh, right. Cedar Rapids right here. here. <laughs> so it's like you can get gas anywhere you please, but you can't get electricity. Right. Yeah. Well, that's so. a tough thing. We're working on it. It'll, it should hopefully iron itself out, especially with the the prevalence of electric cars. Dude, the The difference of now and five years ago for electric cars is insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And think five years exponential. from now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So one of my professors at school were, um, he he was big into Model Ts and stuff. Ah, uh, the true American's car. Yep. Uh, we always had jokes that people who were not car people thought the Model T was the first car ever because there's a lot of people who'd go to our school and think that. but. He got asked by some magazine, or his buddy got asked by some magazine. He went along with it. They raced a Model T versus a Tesla Model S in 2015, so when it was fairly new, uh, and there was no infrastructure for that. They raced it from the uh, the Ford plant in Michigan, Detroit, to Nikola Tesla's workshop in New York. Mm. And it sounds like, okay, there's no way that the Model T could win. They were like an hour behind because there was no superchargers for the Teslas. Right. They had to put in one Tesla stop in the route just so that they could make it just for that event. So they had like six hour charging times and all that. And so the, the amount, the difference that it is now where... A Tesla, you can charge it half battery in 30 minutes, and there's Tesla charging stations everywhere. Not in Iowa, apparently, but I mean, they're, they're out there. They're out there, right. but you just, just kind of have to look for them. You know, yeah. it's not it's not like you can just go to any gas station or right. any grocery well, store and, and they'll have plus, them. Plus, now your Tesla will tell you where they're at. Yeah, if you plan routes with Tesla, apparently they they're like, right. hey, you need to stop here. So you ain't going no further. Right. So ten, five or ten years from now, the electric car thing's gonna make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It is. And I mean I'm excited for it, honestly. Um, because I think I think having the new generation of electric cars uh in this day and age is cool for us and our age because we're we're growing up with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like my dad, my dad was born in nineteen sixty nine, he grew up and his high school was full of hot rods and you know cool cars right. I, mean, I didn't get that because my high school was full of buick lucernes and yeah same. f-150s you know so it's like it wasn't cool uh but like now you know the cars that theoretically we'd be able to buy when we get to that age is is electric cars yeah. and right. possibly cool performance quote-unquote cheap electric cars because they're not like uber whatever anything yet right right oh see that's that's a good thing because there's a lot of car guys, especially our age, I find that are just very anti-electric vehicle, which is kind of unfortunate because when you think about it, like I look at it with the lens of, okay, being a car guy, obviously I'm going to want, you know, V8 manual, all, all right. the works, right? But for the average person, like my mom, she drives a Malibu. There's no reason that needs to be gas powered. She yeah. drives a, a gas powered Malibu because it's what's readily available and you can get the gas. Right. There's no reason that for her to get to work or drop my brother off at school, whatever, you know, to not have an electric vehicle. Right. hundred percent. It makes a lot of sense. Well, mm-hmm. especially since you can charge it full battery for like two bucks. Right. Yeah. yeah they're cheap. I mean, well, they're not cheap, but they're cheaper. Right. A lot cheaper. Speaking of electric cars, we got a couple new ones on the board that we're talking about. We do that. Good transition. Yeah. We've got, so Rivian started production in Arizona, I believe is where their plant mm-hmm. is. And they got them R1T trucks rolling off the line. Yeah, those are cool. cool. They look yep. good. 
also, I don't know if you've noticed anything about it, those or not, but uh, I saw online where in in the bed behind the behind the rear seats, behind the rear doors, uh, on the passenger side in the bed, you can pull out a section of it, and it's a uh, travel um, kitchen. It's so an electric like stovetop and stuff. That's an option. I, I figured it was some it's sort like of like five grand. Yeah, I, I was oh, gonna say yeah. if that wasn't an option, no one's gonna use that. Yeah. No one's gonna. But yeah. there's, I mean, there's just so many options. You can deck them out with all kinds of stuff. I wonder if there's anything in that spot if you don't get the option. I don't or know. If it's like I'm storage. Gonna to, I'm gonna have to look sure. this up. When I get home, I'm gonna build one of these on their look. I'm sure they have a configurator Probably. online. I want to build one and see what I can't do to it. Kind of what I'm interested to know about actually is like, so obviously them giving those those kinds of. Uh, um, options for the vehicles, they're like planning for people to take these and and build them into off roaders and build them into uh um what do you call overlanders them? yeah like overlanders yeah. and instead of just being like city slicker like you know princess I uh, parking lot princess cars well, yeah. it's, it's like kind of cool to to see that they're actually trying to be interested in in aftermarket hobbies and stuff mm-hmm. well it's like that Alpha Motors that yeah we were talking about the other yep. day they had a lot of the, their trucks that were like. I don't think that made it into the into an episode. You don't think so? No, because but, that well, no, because that recording wasn't. I I didn't put that into an episode. Oh, yeah. Okay, but, so we probably should talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk about Alpha Motors because they're another EV brand. Yeah, they're they're. I don't think they're like actually making production or anything. They were talking about starting in 2022, and they've got a couple different vehicles, but they're all like an old retro look. I think the the pickup looks like an old Toyota. I don't know what the sedan coupe thing would look like. It's just some 70s. It's almost like old school Civic Hatchy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, halfway decent per- de- performance similar to a somewhat peppy four-cylinder sedan now. Yeah. But the truck, they have a lot of like camping stuff for it, which is like you guys are saying, it was pretty cool. I will say I, I'm, I'm kind of interested though to see what the... Uh, I mean, obviously, today we have we have cars like the the Chevy Spark, mm-hmm. um, the Prius, and, and you know what 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 tomorrow's economy uh, all electric car is going to be like. You know, is it going to be something more like the was it the what's the cheap Tesla, the Model S or whatever? Uh, Model Three. The is Model Three like is it going to be cars end. like that where they're still kind of you know cool, or are they going to be just like a a Nissan Sentra with an electric double a battery in it yeah so so tesla is currently because i was talking to the guy who's a tesla mechanic and he comes here and works on the cars and they're currently working on like a hatchbacky thing for europe so i don't know if that'll make its way here maybe Hmm. maybe not they're working on you know because that's more of a common thing over there yeah smaller areas Mm -hmm. and stuff if they're made in america i'm sure you could get one so tesla's also opening a plant in germany oh never mind which might help their build quality. Might, yeah. The other brand, Lucid. Lucid's got that Lucid Air. This is a sedan sort of thing. Yeah, I remember you tried showing me that before I puked last time. Yeah, that was pretty cool looking. I like the uh, um, it does the look design sweet. of it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very, very today's day and age. Very smooth looking. It definitely so, makes the Teslas look aged. Oh yeah, which they are yeah. because I mean, Model S came out in 2012, and there's. Barely a difference. I don't even know if there is a difference. So I know there's a little bit because okay. the old ones did have kind of like a fake grill. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then the new ones don't because yeah. now people are used to not seeing the grill. So I did see on the new plaid Tesla. I know we don't like t- 
talking about Tesla much, but I just want to see this. Uh, I noticed that we I love s- talking about Tesla. Yeah, Tesla. Talking shit. Uh, <laughs> Elon, no, no, sponsor us. Fantastic. Shout out to Tesla. Send us yeah, free Tesla. cars. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, just send us some uh, some testers. I mean, if you want to send us some plaids or some hatchbacks, you if want it's to not plaid, us. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, I saw. Um, there's a, a design, a video, a picture of the design of it, and it looked like it had actually like a air scoop on the bottom. Um, I wonder if that's like to cool the battery or something. I was thinking that or like the brakes, which I thought oh, would that be kind of cool. Sense. Are you talking plaid? Yeah. Okay. You, t- you talking plaid? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably, if I had to guess, which I don't know because I haven't driven one of these, I haven't been around one, probably has something to do with that top speed mode. Have you seen this? No, where it goes like 200 miles an hour. Yeah. So you have to put it into a certain mode and it like heat cycles the battery. So it'll heat it up, heat it up, cool it, heat it up, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then it lowers the car and it does all kinds of weird shit. But you have to put it in a certain mode in order to hit that speed. So or maybe that's for the acceleration. It's so, it's one of the two. It's speed or acceleration. See, so look at the. Mm. Well, I'd imagine. And it is functional because there are pictures of it with it's like mesh. I guess I couldn't say functional, but it's like definitely something that's supposed to be there. So here's the thing. It takes a lot of energy to accelerate. It does not take a lot of energy to maintain a speed. That is true. Yeah. Uh, it's my Chrysler, it has a throttle position percentage on it when you're scrolling through the, some of the, the pages. And like I'll be watching it as I'm accelerating. And, you know, I'm, I'm only going like half throttle, but it's like at 57% uh, accelerating getting on the highway. But as soon as I hit the highway speeds, hit cruise, it drops to like 15% throttle position. Right. Well, that that's the whole point of a transmission is you yeah. go into high gear because you don't need the torque to... We're getting technical again. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I heard that with the Plaid Edition Model S, uh, Elon Musk didn't want there to be any sort of shifter. He said he didn't want to dial. He didn't want to... Uh, shifter he didn't want a uh, nub i don't know what you want to call it a stock so what do you do is it like a video game where gas is forward and brake is reverse like what the article that i read said that he want he was going to have it designed where the computer the car just knows it what uses, the fuck do you mean AI. it just knows he <laughs> uses the cameras to know what's around you to know if there's anything in front of you or behind you and it'll just guess which way you want to go that's terrible yeah, there's a reason why they didn't do that. <laughs> they Okay, so they didn't do that? I don't think so. Good. Because the, the Plaid Edition's out now, and I'm sure if, okay. they, if it was out and they had that, it'd be the talk of the fucking town. Man, they, they did keep one bad choice in it, and that's the yoke. Steering oh, wheel. yeah, that's a terrible. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's because Elon Musk is obsessed with the 80s, and he doesn't give a shit about other Are people. Are you referring to the steering wheel? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that looks like a pilot's, like... Yoke. Yeah, it, it's the same... It's, Fair enough. The same design as Kit from Knight Rider. Makes sense. Yeah, that's... Does it have uh, the little lights in the front? I wish. I wish. It'll talk oh. to you? Yeah. Probably, it's, it's actually. Jarvis. <laughs> that yeah. one's probably real. Yeah. You got to pay $10,000 extra for that, yeah. but <laughs> it'll talk to you. Just t- take a tickle you a little bit. Yep. And he's the 90s GM balls chiller. Yeah. Oh, I have one of those in my Camino. Yep. El Camino. Fantastic addition. I wish I had that in the Trans Am. Yeah, you wish you had you a lot of things in. in Trans Am. Yeah, like power. Yeah, yeah. Like literally anything. Can we, <laughs> can we put a ball chiller in? Probably could. I have an extra I vent. Don't, I don't see why not. Except you'd have to route the vent from up top what to down below. Aftermarket ball chillers. I'm sure. I don't want to say I'm sure you could, but I'm sure it wouldn't take much to make one. I'd like to see you Google that, and I want to see what pops <laughs> up. Um, Jacob, you don't plug anything. Huh? You want to plug anything? Plug? 
like your Instagram or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. Don't follow like, that. It's not like any, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, Let's see what else could we talk about? Does anybody have anything? I mean, we're at 58 minutes. Is that enough? That was a, a weird noise. You guys heard that? Okay. Did it tell you how much? Yeah. Oh, is there a little screen on there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Okay, this is the twenty-first century. I don't want to move it, but I'll show you after we after we record. Wait a minute. How many cassette tapes do you have to put in that? God damn it, Tony. I think that's an episode. Okay. Skip up. Adios.